Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Mitten Backstage. Thanks for joining us. So happy to have you uh, join today for our conversation with guitarist Olin Clark. So I played with Olin a few times when he was living in Michigan. I met him through a lot of the Michigan State um, alumni crew. Uh, he's a, you know, very great player, uh, distinct sounds, you know, has a, a distinct personality, I should say, on his instrument. Um, that's really cool to listen to. He played in my group, Blushing Monk, uh, which you can hear those tunes um, on our latest album, Serendipity. He's not on the track that's currently playing, but he was on the album. And, you know, we've done random gigs here and there, uh, but he now lives in Brooklyn and he has been there for a few years with some of his friends as roommates and he has a new project called Pieces uh, that will be dropping an album on September 17th so after you're done checking this out go check out all his socials listen to some of his music and get an idea for what's coming out soon if you like today's conversation and you want to support these podcasting efforts you can head on over to patreon.com slash you can get early access to all the podcast episodes exclusive merch mailed out in a newsletter and more and like i keep saying pay attention to september 10 that is my birthday and i'm gonna be launching a few things uh mainly updates and tweaks to you know all the stuff that comes with learning how to present oneself on the internet but also just some fun updates so keep an eye out for that Another way to support this podcast is to share it with your friends, whether it's, you know, the audio version or the video version on my YouTube page. Uh, that is a huge help. Sharing is caring, <laughs> quite literally. Uh, it, sh it shows the algorithm that you're engaged with content and it helps kick it out to more people who might not be in your direct line of friend groups. You can also subscribe, follow, like, all the things that show your various levels of support online. You know, it's easy to do and it helps a lot. So I appreciate those two. All right, let's get into today's episode with Olin Clark. It's got some yeah. internal like like if i were to stream with it it's got you know i could mix what is being sent to the stream versus what i hear and mm -hmm. and then just make new channels for whatever source so that's pretty sweet cool. <laughs> i haven't i haven't explored this that far but uh, i like you know the usb aspect i don't have to use my interface which i use on my pc oh right or my desktop yep but yeah man yeah yeah. So how's, uh, how's, are you, where are you? <laughs> I feel like I, I knew where you moved to, but I don't know if you're still there. Or... I am. I'm in Brooklyn or technically Ridgewood, but, um, which is right on the border of Brooklyn, but it's basically Bu uh, Bushwick in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've lived here. I've lived in Bushwick since, since I moved here actually in just some different apartments, but, uh, yeah, in, in Brooklyn. <laughs> Nice. And it's like, I've, I've, Brooklyn feels like one of those, it's both like an artist hub, but I've heard, you know, gentrification comes for us all. So I don't know if it's like mm -hmm. still got that vibe underneath or if it's, you know, it's moving 
out of the area like i don't know how new york works because there's so many different little neighborhoods <laughs> yeah well the thing is new york is it's huge you know I'm, i mean brooklyn um even though it's kind of not that big i guess I, I was talking to a friend last night who used to work at this place called bar bayou which is in like flatbush or uh not nowhere near me basically um crown heights and it was like uh He's like, yeah. I was like, I haven't been there in a while. He's like, oh, man, you got to go. But I was like, it's so far from me, even though it's a couple miles. He's like, oh, yeah, man, just crash on your friend's couch, like, you know, and then go go to this other place nearby, which, like, I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. But then I think about it, I was like, man, this place is, like, five miles away, you know? <laughs> but it's like, you have to crash on a friend's couch if you go five miles away, sometimes in Brooklyn. <laughs> but there are so many little different, you know, ecosystems and um, and areas, and some are more, definitely more gentrified. Um, like uh, you know Williamsburg, but um, oh, okay, yeah, you know it's you can't. It's pretty much impossible to talk about Brooklyn as a whole, just because it's there's so many people here and so many different neighborhoods and and vibes, you know. Yeah, that's why I feel like you know being in Michigan and growing up in Michigan and just hearing about coastal cities, like it's hard to fathom like. You know, like we, you know, like a Grand Rapids, it's like, it's a big, small town. You can see a lot of people, but you also don't know most of the people that live in the city. Um, and then you have like New York where it's, it's, you know, been a destination for generations of families and it's just got these own micro communities within communities. Like, yeah, it's probably hard to mm -hmm. just say like, yeah, Brooklyn, it's uh, these five things. It's, it's right, 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 right. <laughs> It's uh, but it's great, man. I mean, I yeah. like Brooklyn. I've never lived in Manhattan, but and spent plenty of time there. Um, but I like the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn scene. You know, it's definitely different <laughs> as far as uh, you know, kind of the music. You know, people it's just kind of there's a little different uh, vibe. People talk about the Brooklyn music scene as opposed to you know like Manhattan or or whatever. Um, and yeah, Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn, baby, <laughs> all the way. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been seeing you know clips here and there of you know you're you're playing, I'm sure pretty often. And uh, do you teach uh, also in the city, or is it just mainly performing work? Or uh, no, I do teach too. I teach uh, at this at a school in in Manhattan called NYC Guitar School. So yeah, I teach there like two. Right now, two days a week, and then I'm still like doing virtual lessons, another day a week. Yesterday, um, and then yeah, playing playing gigs and stuff uh, on the weekends and and whenever else. But yeah, I mean, mostly lately it's just been weddings, like you said. You know, I'm still kind of uh, yeah, finding finding more and more gigs, like performance, not weddings or or not like. <laughs> Not like, you know, uh, hotel, like, lobby gigs or restaurant gigs or whatever. Like, Yep. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, you know, teaching a couple of days a week, playing gigs, trying to record, you know, trying to do some some stuff like that. I've, I've, I taught myself Ableton. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, I've been trying to get into that bag l lately, which is like a whole world, man. I'm not very good at it. I've been doing it for like a year and I know that I'm like, man, I'm so bad at this. 
that's how i feel with pro tools i i i subscribed thinking like oh, okay if i don't you know if i'm not digging it or if it's not flowing i'll just cancel it but they lock you in for a year so i mm. spent a year you know not really doing like i feel like i i need to to up the game a little bit in terms of like you know i've like oh i'm recording audio i'm tracking midi keys like things that are you know not too hard to do um by myself but right. I, fe I feel like i need like that little push of like well let's try like how do you make a click track map and change all the tempos and how do you you know use i don't know track uh even just basic like oh let's basic tracking guitar bass like oh i have uh -huh. vert amp sims let's try those oh i have drum program drums let's try you know there's so much gear that's just in yeah. a computer <laughs> it's insane man how deep how deep it goes yeah um. <laughs> have you just been making like I've, i guess i've seen some of the instagram posts you've been making like just things with guitar and a bunch of beats and electronics and stuff or is it mm -hmm. yeah yeah, pretty much. It's kind of short things, or I'll try to recreate, um, you know, and just kind of like trying to learn it, just try to recreate uh, something, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, uh, I guess on my Instagram, I posted this like Between the Buried and Me intro. Oh, yeah. Song aesthetic, which is a badass intro and song <laughs> in general. But uh, it's like they tuned a C standard or something or like drop C. I don't remember um, and I didn't want to do that, <laughs> so I just like <laughs> tried to tried to recreate it, and I and just like I think I tuned it to drop D anyway, or maybe it was just E standard. But um, you know, I'm just trying to like emulate the sound of the drums and, and the guitar. It's like really hard, you know, to <laughs> to to get it to to get it to sound like something else. Yeah, and I'm just doing it here in my apartment, you know. Uh, right, have, like a professional setup, really. Yeah, well, and I think that a lot of people realized last year that that was possible for where they, you know, everyone thinks like, Oh, I need to get soundproofing. I need to get this. But really, if you have like decent mixing headphones and like, you know, you get some, you, you can start somewhere. You don't need to like, I don't know, <laughs> buy right. rent, rent out a studio every time you want to record a 10 second idea or something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I actually, I, I did, I, um, so I'm like releasing this album I sent to you, right? One A yes. pieces, which is like a collaborative trio that um, that I that I uh, you know I play with, and uh, so we recorded the album last year, and I and we uh, just like laid down bass, drums, and and guitar, not too much overdubbing or anything in the studio, um, and then I like I like recorded some more stuff from home and. Uh, you know, put it on the album, like just some kind of overdub guitar, rhythm guitar, I guess, and and had some like a MIDI keyboard, Lex Lex Corton, great pianist and friend of mine, um, just came over to my apartment and like played some great MIDI keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds great, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I've noticed that with, I, I got Keyscape uh, a couple years ago and every time I use Keyscape, it's like, you know, you, you hear the attention to like all the nerdy details of like, Oh, you could crank up, you know, like the mechanical noise on a roads if you mm -hmm. really wanted to, or you can, 
you know, detune a grand piano. Like there's just random stuff that's like, yeah, this is better than, you know, trying to prepare a physical instrument a certain way. <laughs> right, right. And I actually send a sent like the MIDI stuff because we recorded, right, recorded like organ, um, kind of like a road sound, and then just acoustic piano um, were the sounds that we tracked or were going for. Yeah. And uh, recorded all that stuff and I sent it to Kim V. Um, do you know, you ever meet Kim? He went to Michigan State. Yeah, I I don't think I met him before he moved, but I knew he, didn't he used to play with Benjamin James? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had heard about him when I was in the band for that couple years, um, but I I never met him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another really great friend of mine and, and great pianist and musician in general. He lives in L.A. Okay. He's lived there for a while, um, but he's he's a kind of a wizard with uh, MIDI, a MIDI wizard. <laughs> so we sent him all this stuff, right? And like, make this organ sound like an organ, and this piano sound like a piano. And he did it, man. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but you know, wow. sculpt, sculpting the organ, like, you know, draw bars and uh, putting some kind of effects on the roads. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still like in terms of draw bars, like figuring out, you know, what to, to do with, with organ on, on our last uh, single with earth radio that we put out this past May. Um, there's, I, I play the organ, I, or I overdubbed organ in the song, and during my solo, um, I don't know if you ever met David Ward at all. He might have mm -hmm. been just coming in when you were leaving. Um, he, it's so funny, he like, he was a recommendation from Travis Swanson when we were like trying to have a drummer in the back pocket because Madison's going to be moving to Nashville um, right. soon. And right. uh David, you know, great dude, perfect fit for the personality of the band and great, you know, compliment to Madison's drumming on percussion, but also a great drummer. And he, you know, he uh, worked, or he, the first time he was in the studio with us was for that single. And he worked the draw bars as I was playing because <laughs> he knew how to do them better. <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll keep my hands here. Yeah, I'm like, I'll just you keep, uh, you don't really know what I'm playing, but here, I don't even know what I'm going to play. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Like a duet. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, you know, like classical pianists having page turners. It's like you need mm. you need a good page turner for certain pieces. Otherwise, it's just, it's over. <laughs> yeah, really. So, yeah. As soon as they turn three pages ahead, they're like, oh, oh, no, and then... <laughs> oh, that's it, man. You're fired. Yeah, can't, I'll do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh, and you. So with the recording process, was it tricky? I, I'm assuming it was tricky with you know quarantining and COVID and all the things. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe you had a a way in that was easier to work through. Uh, no, it was. I mean, we did have. Um some like logistical issues. That's kind of why we did like the home home recording for, for a piano and um, you know, the other overdub, overdubs and things that we did is because the studio uh, had like a limit on how many people they wanted to come in 
at, at a time. And uh, so, yeah, it was just the, the trio. And fortunately, it, and this is kind of something that set their, you know, my minds at ease, is that, uh, you know, this whole band uh, pieces kind of came to be because we were roommates. Um, mm. Adam, Adam Ray, the drummer, and Louis Leaguer, who's been... Do you know Louis? You probably met Louis somewhere. He's a bass player. Yeah, somewhere along. I I always remember the name. I can't remember where, when, or if I've met him, but I've heard about him a lot. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, I've lived with Louis. Louis and I have been roommates for like, like man, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about eight years. Whoa. We were roommates. So long time, you know, he's my brother. Um, but Louis and Adam and I were all roommates at my last apartment and um you know over the quarantine and and even before like we played in other bands together but especially like over the quarantine over 2020 we didn't have any gigs obviously and uh but we were so lucky that we just had like a built-in trio that we could play when whenever we wanted basically um and that's where we kind of put the book together the songs and it, it didn't really start out like we're gonna record an album um so we got to practice these songs. It was just like, yo, what are you doing? It's two o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> like, okay, nothing, man. What yeah. do you think I'm doing? <laughs> you trying to play this song? Um, right. So, and then there, from there, we uh, we started doing like live streams, kind of usually bi-weekly. We had a couple um, called this was the Quarant Trio, of course. It was probably one of a million Quarantrio. <laughs> there is a pizza place that opened in GR called Quarantinos. Quarantinos. <laughs> Quarantinos. I saw that, man. <laughs> I was there last, uh, shoot, when was I there? Uh, June? No. June? Maybe May. June. I was yeah. just there for like a week to visit my family. Okay. <laughs> um, and we went, to, it's in East Town, right? Or, or kind of downtown? Yeah, yep. <laughs> In East Town, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to East Town because my little sister lives there, and uh, we were riding the little scooters around, limes. That was yep. fun, man. That was my first time on a lime, or uh, whatever they're called. And uh, we rode by it, and I was like, "Quarantinos." <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. it good? Is it good pizza? I I've been meaning to try it. I've I've uh, you know last year I felt like I you know defaulted to a lot of the same places for like oh, okay like you know this delivery or this pizza spot or this so now i'm like okay i'm sick of all those places let's let's make a list of like oh try this you know next time i'm feeling pizza so i think quarantinos is overdue <laughs> to try <laughs> this episode brought to you brought to you by quarantinos pizza <laughs> yeah proud sponsor of, of, of this podcast um if you say it enough times maybe you know maybe you will get sponsored by quarantinos yeah you just have to like manifest pizza yeah that's manif <laughs> like manifest pizza. destiny but manifest pizza yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny i've been hearing that word a lot this year manifesting um because i feel like everyone had some version of like this thing that's out of my control is affecting everything. So now that there's a little bit more, you know, Oh, you get vaccinated, you get, you know, these things set up all, you know, you can start mm -hmm. doing things again. Um, at least until, you know, 
probably this fall i've i've had three things canceled already but mm-hmm. <laughs> fingers crossed um it 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 feels like a lot of this year is like okay i if i didn't do a ton last year like let's start doing things again if i had something in the works let's get things published if i you know didn't even touch my instrument now i'm playing it like it's everyone's making these intentional choices to be like you know what i i need to go back to you know that thing that is fun and like meaningful and you know make that decision to like invest time and energy into it even as we're all still you know figuring out things and wondering how far ahead we can schedule as musicians and all that stuff (laughs) right yeah, you're so right. I mean, everything is, it's so cloudy. You know, it's, everybody wants to have a vision, right? Of what they're going to do, what they're going to release, what gigs are going to play. But it's like so hard to see right now because they're just, we can't control anything. So, right, I think that's where like the manifestation comes in is because you can do that, right? It's yeah. something you can do for sure uh, is, is take care of yourself or, or put, pay more attention to what you want and, and and things like that so it i think it's great you know yeah it's definitely a you know it's it's a word that like sometimes you hear it from you know like a like a goop like gwyneth paltrow's uh you know lifestyle brand where it's like just manifest oh, yeah. this 300 hundred dollar recycled wood crate for your bike <laughs> 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 and then other times it's like you know a genuine like oh they really you know they they didn't just sit there and go like it's gonna happen it's like they they had a goal and they worked towards it and in a more practical manifesting (laughs) um (laughs) manifest again (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it is kind of like a buzz a buzzword you know one of those words that just kind of comes out of nowhere and it's like now i have to think about that word and say it (laughs) Yeah, now I now I am I am totally I feel like that's yeah, a lot of media is like that too, where they, they latch onto a term or a word and then you know one side spins it one way, the other side counters that spin, and then right. we're all just like, I don't really know what it means, but I didn't literally think about it until yes. this year. <laughs> you get caught using a word you don't really know what it means. Like, what does that word mean? It's like, oh uh, well, uh, well, you else. you know it, it's the way it means. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it. Well, and, and I think it's good overall that like most of the people who I've heard use it um, are you know people who really have taken steps or goals to even if it's you know small. Like some people were like, oh, I just want to, well it's probably an undertaking, but I, I want to make a home garden. And it's like, okay, they bought the dirt. They found people to help build it. They planted the seeds. They Googled all the, you know, things they need to know about plants. <laughs> and now they have cucumbers or, you know, <laughs> and it's like even that small idea of like, Oh, I'm going to start a garden. Suddenly you're, you know, you're learning more stuff. You feel, mm-hmm. I don't know, more empowered as like a, like, oh, I can take care of myself even beyond just, you know, being, you know, shopping or something. <laughs> like, I can Rip. grow my own food. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am I was considering it last year, but 
really it was you know i'd have to do a lot of work on the backyard it's just i'm i'm hoping that with the winter it just kills off the weeds and things that have grown and then i can just like you know scorch the earth and start over <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah just light light fire to it you know <laughs> a controlled burn yeah <laughs> Does it don't mind the you know very flammable looking garage and the wooden fence like there those are all be fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll just spray them with the mind, hose. <laughs> mind your own business, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's my backyard. Yeah. I'll burn it if I want. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, actually, I just had the thought of when you were saying earlier about you know, the trio kind of formed out that you were doing Mm, formed out of your, you know, friendships and, you know, living with Louie for so long. Um, I think about the trio uh, normal mode that I'm playing in. Uh, It's me and my, uh, I don't know if you ever met Ian Thompson or Mm -hmm. um, okay. And uh, uh, Nathan Coles on drums. Okay. Um, And, that was, you know, we started getting together partially as friends. Well, we were friends, but part of the reason we started is because we were friends and just had some pickup gigs. And then it turned into, you know, Ian started writing some tunes and needed people to record. And then after that, you know, process of recording the, f- the first album we put out, um, not under the band's name, it was just under Ian's name, uh, research and development. It was just like, mm-hmm fun to see like oh we all kind of have like the a collective idea for what we want to do with you know like lo-fi but beats but right that jazz like acoustic electric trio vibe and you know space um and now you know we've been working on this record we're putting out uh pretty soon I can't remember the official release date, but it's coming up. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it's exciting, yeah. And it and well, and it feels really good to like. That was an album we tracked during quarantine, and we happened to ha- you know be friends with um, uh, Greg Baxter, who works uh, a studio he calls Second Story Sound. It's in the second floor of his house, and he like you know built it out where there's a control room, and then. Uh, a separate live room and like one ISO booth and we were able to like oh track in the same room have you know the bass amp in the control room and the drums just out in the rest of the space and um but yeah it started as like you know we're building rep and then once you get past like oh do you know caravan it's like okay it's like (laughs) like that's fun but let's you know find some other stuff and now we're really you know leaning towards like we have these original tunes let's find other stuff to complement them and complement how the band performs stuff um Mm -hmm. so it's been yeah it's been fun to see that kind of take shape from like just goofing around on background gigs to like we all have a shared idea of how we want to um you know perform certain things and even uh challenge ourselves too like we have rehearsal tonight and we're um playing a an hour set on saturday at this bakery <laughs> that's doing uh was it rise bakery they have um i think a new location 
that I forget if it's the one that's like attached to Squib Coffee in East Town or if it's on a different part of the city. But uh, we're learning uh, the Dream Voyager by Tigrin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, well, that's at least an it, e- easier one. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> In, yeah, in the yeah. sense that there's like at least a consistent like pulse and right. then you know it, it gets crazier at towards the end but um that to have yeah to have people who like suggest those things and then everyone wants to learn them it, is refreshing because most times mm-hmm. it's it's like no and you're like but there, it's a fun song <laughs> let's learn it <laughs> right so yeah to it, have people on board with your crazy ideas is like that's you need that you need to have that kind of energy for a band for, to all be on the same page absolutely yep and that's kind of the process you know there with radio we're, we're going into this next record um that's gonna be uh we're gonna be tracking again at third coast recording company uh with our friend kevin and we also are gonna have uh paul clemson join us um he is a live and studio engineer and he's worked with like you know jill scott the roots alicia keys like just all these people and he just happens to have a house in niles and (laughs) was friends with um you know with bill chrysler just from uh, he owns third coast recording company and um bill toured for years with you know john mayer and you know when john would go do the dead and company stuff and uh maroon five and christina aguilera like just all you know 40 years of sound work um yeah so that with that in mind we're like you know we, we've been shedding this new album and um we've pared down kind of the like the core band is the four piece and we, you know, operate and write well together. And now we have some auxiliary players, you know, mm-hmm. that we can bring in and out for, for different things. And, you know, this, this will probably be our most collaborative album in terms of like guest musicians too. So, Very um, cool. yeah, it's, it's nice to like, it feels like the whole last year and a half was like, okay, we're kind of navigating like what, you know what normal mode wants what earth radio wants um blushing monk i'm just like someday we'll get back to doing something blushing monk man <laughs> yeah people gotta stop moving everyone's moving right? <laughs> stop moving yeah. just get one more album then you can move yeah right. um yeah because i think you know like caleb's in the Ra- rainbow seekers now so he's been mm-hmm. touring with them and um ryan demonic who you know, has been my go-to for the band. He is going to move with Madison to Nashville. Oh, really? Um, you know, Ethan Bowsma's still around, and uh, for how long, I don't know, but <laughs> I feel like he'll move to New York or Chicago or something. Yeah. Um, so I, and, and I guess that's kind of the nature of that project is, you know, ebb and flow with who's around and play to mm-hmm. the strengths of who's on the record. But Totally, totally. Yeah. Is it so I guess with gr- in terms of groups you is it just you know I don't want to say just the trio because that's a lot of investment but is are are you gigging with like for the wedding stuff is it all just you know jazz related or is it 
or are you doing like pop gigs, cover gigs? I don't know, hip hop. Um, <laughs> well, last weekend I played with this band Hudson Horns, which is like a kind of, I guess, horn centric band. Um, at a wedding, which was cool, you know, it was like a you know a singer, and then another singer, uh, twelve saxophone. horns, yeah, several horns, no bass, <laughs> right? It was like a sousaphone or tuba, ah. sousaphone, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know the difference really. I think you put a sousaphone on your body. I don't know. <laughs> I think a sousaphone or tuba, something like that. Yeah, I've I, some brass person will say something right. <laughs> about You're gonna it. You're going to get a very angry email. One of us will. <laughs> Actually, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was, so no bass, and it was a tuba, sousaphone. Uh, so that was cool. And, and I mean, that was more like, you know, I guess I played some, some like jazz tunes during the, before the ceremony, but then the, the, the set for the reception, the sets were very much like, you know, invitations and, um, Michael Jackson and whatever, mm-hmm. like, you know, wedding reception songs. You know the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, you know, yeah, a lot of them are more just like jazz, jazz trio or quartet, and that's kind of just freelance, I guess, more just whoever's around, whoever hires me or I hire. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so, for, but mostly a lot of it is, is pieces, the trio. Or it's actually we're playing with a quartet for our album release show. Um, and then, like, I had my trio, who have a, I have a whole book of music written, and we were going to record it, uh, but, you know, I don't have to say anymore. We were going to. <laughs> we were going uh, to, and then the Fire then, Nation attacked. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Zuko, got Zuko'd. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, I got a whole book of music we had. I used to play with a you know a, a regular gig bi biweekly every other week. This place bar next door, with the trio was Evan Evan Hyde, Evan Hyde. You know Evan, yeah, right. <laughs> the boy, uh, another Grand Rapids native, and and Evan um, is like the crazy story because one of my first guitar teachers was his dad, Mike Hyde. Oh yeah. And so I was like taking lessons with Evan's dad for for I think like a year about a year when I was in high school I was like 16, 17 Um, and he showed me he taught me a lot you know about harmony and and tunes and and all that and then I I didn't even ever really know Evan I think I met him in passing until we got to New York and I was like yo I take uh, guitar lessons I took guitar lessons with your dad what? okay word Um, (laughs) but yeah he plays my band and um, this guy Dan Montgomery bass player so we used to have a regular gig or I guess I did but plays bar next door in Manhattan in the, in the West Village so we got all this music together um, and uh, so, uh, you know I do I do definitely still want to record that it's kind of my next endeavor I'm looking at um, Saturday I'm playing a duo show with this drummer it's gonna be fun <laughs> yeah. play, you know uh, soon Milky Pete Milky Pete, <laughs> Milky I, I, don't, Pete. I don't know it's if I've Ambrose, heard that one Ambrose Akimisuri tune uh, or composition, <laughs> I guess more. Right. <laughs> it's wild. This this crazy, but we're gonna we're gonna give it our best. Check that out. It's on his live album. Milky oh, Pete. okay. The live do, album. It's one of those. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, kind of a couple different things. 
But uh, yeah, I guess the thing I'm really looking forward to most right now is is, is doing this album stuff. You know, releasing it, playing the shows. All that, all that is like my main like creative endeavor. You know. Right. Yeah. Well, and and I feel like with you know you mentioned the re- the recording process being difficult in the sense that you know you had to do things separate mm. from the studio and you know trying to right. find time for people. But I I bet. Well. Maybe it wasn't, but I bet that because, you know, it's people you've literally just been playing with so often, it it felt like, you know, more fun than trying to just like, it's like, oh, we didn't get the right tone or we didn't get the right this. Oh, you messed up that. But like, it's just more like a hang and, and just oh, fun. Yeah, there was none of that. It was just a <laughs> lot of screwing around and having fun in the studio. Yeah, because we all went in there and we, we rehearsed like, again we live together and we we're doing nothing so we rehearsed like every day i think for the week before that um so we had all the music together i think almost every song was like off paper and um yeah it was fun we just kind of <laughs> hanging yeah yeah i'm i'm overdue for well earth radio is going to the studio like in three weeks but <laughs> oh wow. guess, it's coming I, up then yeah it's it's uh you know, it it's crazy because like the single we put out in in May, it felt like you know, like just decades ago that we recorded it. Because, mm-hmm. uh, but it was you know we we wrote, I think we wrote that tune. Well, Justin wrote the tune, and then um, Justin Abdeck, and and yeah. then we, uh, you know, like I think we spent three three or four Tuesdays just demoing and refining it and sending it mm-hmm. out and you know it was me and madison and justin at third coast and then the tracking process you know it felt like it flew by because we you know it was one song so we knocked right. it out like most of the tracking that day and um and yeah this whole arc to like putting out this single and and it kind of feeling like you know, we we did a special event for it, like at Third Coast, had it recorded. That some of those videos are going to come out uh, later this year. Um, but it, yeah, it's so funny to like, like to think of, you know, if, the perception of like a person who's who loves listening to music. They see a new thing and they're like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And then like, you know, the artist might have had that in the can for two years, or it might have been, you know, they did it in a weekend and it was six months ago or you know it, it's funny to see like the the release journey of like like oh yeah i've been thinking about this music for however many months or years and mm-hmm. and to like have it come out and just be like all right let's go can we tour can we still <laughs> right. like all the things you want to do to celebrate new music it's you know it's a weird time <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, trippy, I guess. It, you know, if if especially if been been sitting on something for a while, like if you record something and then it's not till a year later it comes out, you know, you listen back to it, or like when you put it out in the world, it's kind of like you're publishing something now that you know was like a snapshot of of yourself a year ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of like kind of like messing with the time, you know, the timeline of like. Yes, I'm putting this music out now, but I'm not the same person I was a year ago when I recorded it, right? Um, I, 
you know, and I think like really honest music, you know, you put yourself who you are as a person and what you're doing now in that moment and you record that, right? And then when it comes out a year later, it's <laughs> you're, you're different, but you're still like, this is my music, but also it's a year later now. Um, I don't know, sometimes I think about that. It's like kind of, kind of wild. Yeah, it, it's, it's wild and it's like, you know, because we obviously we've been talking within the Earth Radio crew about how we want to release it. And, you know, it's the, you know, like Ari Hernstan or like all these, you know, music industry, like not all gurus, but just, you know, people who like how to make it in the industry. All of their advice is like, you know, you should always have like something that's ready to get published that you're starting to like get the promotional train rolling, you know, six months out. And then in that interim, you're also workshopping new tunes for the next record, but then you're also polishing up old tunes for the live show. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, I feel like a lot of bands don't think about that consciously, but they do at least that element of like, Oh yeah, we got to keep up our old stuff because people have their favorites after how many years as a band. And then you have the new stuff that you're excited. It's, you know, polished from, you know, shedding it a bunch for recording. And then you have, you know, the draft phase stuff that you're like, all right, eventually we're going to sit down and work on this. We don't know when yet, but. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're juggling all these things. Old and new. It's a juggling act for sure. Just this. Yeah. Well, and I'm it's sure it's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Fun, I, right? I, that's that's what I have to remember, uh, and and it's been a reminder this year that like, you know, sometimes like oh, bills are crazy. You know, try to find the balance of income and stuff, but you also want to ha- you know have fun or something like mm-hmm. I, I was, I was talking with, I happened to have a conversation with like multiple people this month who were all asked me like, you know, when I was listing the, here's everything I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> and, and they're like, do you, have you ever taken a vacation? And I'm like, no, I, <laughs> I should probably take one. You should just, probably do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like never, I've never just like planned. Like my, I used to say like my vacation would just be like, you know, if I could just stay in my, you know, at my house and not have to go anywhere and just sleep in, like, that's my vacation. But it's not, you know, when you do that for a whole year last year and you're still right. feeling exhausted and, like, worn down, it's like, oh, it's because I haven't really taken a full break or a full step back or, like, you know, carved out time. It's just been, like... Oh, today was a vacation because I didn't do as much work. <laughs> right. <laughs> now you definitely need to get around some mountains and uh, beaches. I don't know what I don't know what a vacation looks like for you. Um, yeah, aside that's... from just sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> You're well, like, that uh, is my vacation. Yeah, that's you know my. <laughs> well, uh, and and that's kind of the that'll be the fun of the next you know few years i've I've been thinking because i'm i'm turning 29 in two weeks so i'm like it's like okay 30 it's coming up but mm-hmm. um mainly the mindset of like okay i need to get my 30s into a good spot um 
at least you know get myself set up for better trends uh you know i've like i've lost like uh, i think like almost 45 pounds and oh wow Congrats, i'm like man. yeah i'm like you know definitely like turning it you know manifesting manifesting the manifesting there it is there it is <laughs> there's that word um do i get ten dollars every time it's said um <laughs> yes from quarantino's pizza yeah Quar <laughs> it pull it out of the tip jar and they just mail it <laughs> <laughs> hey i'll do it yeah i'll, it. I'll just that. yeah i'll say it all the time um Fit and in the conversation yeah. 10 bucks <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I was just, uh, you know, I was walking by Quarantino's the other day. I had this thought about something totally unrelated, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, and you know, just getting, like, trying to piece together, like, okay, my version of being financially more stable, my version of, you know, having more energy that's not just, you know, piles of caffeine and, mm -hmm. <laughs> um and in that process too it's it's been nice to see like like the the you know because at first you're like oh will this actually help or am i just like you know doing it because it's it's something it's just something to do or <laughs> or whatever um it's nice to see like as the changes are happening it's like oh i do see benefits you know i i, I committed to you know, doing a, a, a float session once a month. Um, what is this? What is it? Uh, it's like the sensory deprivation tank. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that, that's it's surprisingly like, you know, I, I, my first one was in like October of last year and I was like kind of skeptical cause you know, I, I, I try to, you know, do meditation, but it's like, okay, 10 minutes and then if i don't stay present in that mindset it immediately goes to like this congressman said what <laughs> and just right. screaming at my phone um <laughs> uh but i i like it because it 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 forced me to have an hour and you know and some change uh to just literally just do nothing but focus on breathing and like relaxing um Cause it's, you know, the, 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 the tank isn't, you know, the water isn't super full. It like comes up just under, uh, my knee. Um, and when you lay down it, you know, it's, it's salinated. So you're floating and, uh, but it's not, you know, so whatever combination of the, how salinated the water is, and it's not completely just drying you out, um, whatever version of liquid that is whatever water oh, water yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh it, yeah it's it's it it's every time i do it it feels like you know muscles and bones and you know joints are all kind of like relaxing and adjusting and and getting into a better better feeling and i always exit uh especially since you you get out and then you immediately just take a hot shower it's like you feel Ooh, like it feels good yeah, I always feel like somehow I always feel like I got like a full night's sleep in like that session, yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 it it keeps me coming back. Uh, as well as I just started, um, I have a friend who's a massage therapist, and she kind of helped me, like, you know, figure out 
well not figure it out i just have to lay there but just do <laughs> going to massage appointments and being like oh yeah this is this is super helpful like i've oh, man. just ignoring all the strains of gear carrying and sleeping on weird places and now it's like oh i get all that tension just needed out of me oh, um man i need this massage so bad <laughs> <laughs> That sounds great. <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> You've convinced me. That's it. Say no more. Yeah. Well, and it's, I think it's going to be baked into, there, there's a week uh, in the fall where um, Earth Radio just has a week that's a break. And I'm thinking of just for a vacation, like, you know, find a couple nights at a, you know, an, an Air, Airbnb specifically, if I could get an Airbnb in the woods with a hot tub, just away from people mm. with the option to, to just go in a hot tub and then have it be near, um, you know, a, a spa that isn't a place I've already played. You know, like I don't want to go to the, any of the wedding venues I've played before because right, right. you're like, oh, this place. Um, you see ghosts. Yeah, ghosts of your past self. Yeah. yeah, just me. Oh, I'm at in at Bay Harbor, and I, I'm walking into the wrong building because that place is gigantic, and they don't specify <laughs> it in the details. <laughs> um, but if you get out of town, man. Yeah, that's 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 kind of the you know it's my intro to vacationing. Like, what if I just you know got just spoiled with massages and pampering, and and then like go chill in a place in the woods for. <laughs> That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, sign me up. Yeah. The, well, and, and that's kind of why I seek out uh, artist retreats. Like, I, I still, you know, I, I assume at some point I'll get into one just because I haven't really applied for them, but I've, I want to make an effort to do that to, mm -hmm. you know, like, what is, what is a, what do I learn spending a month at a cabin in, I don't know alaska or something <laughs> like right like what oh, will that, that do <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think being able to get away like that i think just getting away is really important you know because you can't get caught up I, by the way i have dizzy here my cat I'm <laughs> yeah sure I, seen him. I saw the tail and oh now i see the eyes <laughs> he wants some attention uh, but i think getting away is so important you know just for everything like breaks you out of these cycles and sometimes you know like all these things you're saying sometimes you feel exhausted for no reason like i shouldn't mm -hmm. but it's just like fatigue it's like fatigue of the routine uh, and that's just why you know getting out of town is, is so important and after a year of being at home like you said everybody should be more rested than ever everybody's more exhausted than ever <laughs> because it's just like it's like anything you own the studio for too long and then you start to dislike whatever you're playing right mm -hmm. it's like ear fatigue you know look at yep. your computer screen for too long yeah i fatigue same thing it's just like life fatigue <laughs> <laughs> yeah so have you, you been able up, to go to that spa yeah have you have you been able to like get out of brooklyn and like i don't know go hiking or go somewhere and just like turn off the phone for a couple of days <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely i've been up you know sometimes go upstate um which is really beautiful a lot of a lot of nature um um went to colorado a couple weeks ago oh nice yeah, you know 
even even just going back to like Michigan or something feels like feels like a vacation. Yeah. Um, anywhere not in in New York feels like a vacation. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh, there's more trees and less houses. All right, I'm out yes. of the city. <laughs> yes, yes. Trees, <laughs> air, good. <laughs> All good. Yeah, I you know I see photos of you know different parts of New York and I you know the there's places obviously like you know Central Park that just has a a million billion trees but mm -hmm. I feel like that park is also kind of an example of like people who think like oh we got that like that's nature we got enough of that <laughs> got a whole park right. <laughs> It's like, yeah, but uh, most houses don't have anything, like maybe in, you know, potted flowers, but. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking that when you were talking about gardening earlier, it's like, I wish I could do that, but I don't have a backyard or, <laughs> you know, or any means to garden. People have little gardens on their fire escapes, you know. Oh, nice. That's, that's the garden zone. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot, a lot of people here. <laughs> and I mean, there are parks, though. There's a lot of parks around, you know, you get Central Park or. Prospect Park, which is like the Central Park of Brooklyn, mm. um, and then there are just parks around in general. But in between the parks, there's like a million people each one. <laughs> yeah, have you? Um, because I've, I've noticed with you know, there's people all have their fierce defenses of like different segments of, you know, like it's like the Bronx and New York and, ha and Harlem and. <laughs> everyone's just like like they let you know like this is what harlem like this is what have you have you found those like things that you're like nah man this is brooklyn um maybe or i mean i don't know i don't know i've only been here for like four, almost four years which is like, it's kind of a long time but i don't know if i can <laughs> claim allegiance to bushwick you know <laughs> bushwick ride or die yeah <laughs> But I mean, I guess like I will defend some areas if somebody's like, oh no, I don't go to this place. And if I've been there, it's like, no, it's actually really nice. Like you should, you're from beaches or something. But uh, no, I like all the different boroughs and except Staten Island. <laughs> we don't talk about Staten Island. Um, yeah, they, they seem to be their own beast of, of uh, well, beasts of a lot of things, I guess. <laughs> for, for a long time, I didn't even think it was real. I thought it was like, kind of like an area 51 type place <laughs> i had never been there uh nobody had known had been there but it turns out nobody goes there just because it's kind of full of assholes so <laughs> yeah it's a real place it's a it's a real i mean hearing you know pete davidson stand up and he's just you know he's yeah, like yeah, i right. would not lose sleep if everyone in Staten Island died and you're like oh tell us how you really feel like <laughs> right 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 the king of staten island yeah yeah he's the the king um but yeah it's you know i i think of like also with you know cities like grand rapids that you know there's development there's people talking about like oh we need to have you know as the city starts to you know it, more diversity and more inclusion and more things when you know other places like new york have always had this vibrant culture intersection of cultures and i bet that you know is cool 
to see coming from Michigan where sometimes it can, you know, things can be a little homogenized and you're, and you're in kind of the same, you know, the same tract, but maybe I'm just being altruistic about a place I've never been to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to come to New York, man. Yeah. Seriously. But no, it's so diverse and everywhere you go, there's a different culture and different, you know, best kind of food, you know, it's kind of like, no matter what neighborhood you go to, like it has its thing, you know, you go to Sunset Park and Mexican food there is incredible, you know, you go to Bed-Stuy or, or Flatbush and then it's like Caribbean. Um, and yeah, it's, it's so diverse. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, I don't think that's ever gonna change. There's always gonna be so much diversity here in New York. At least I hope so. Yeah, it'd be weird if, yeah, if it was just, if New York just turned into like, I don't know, like certain parts of West Michigan, you're just like, really, is everyone just here to own a boat and like eat at yeah, the same five restaurants? That'll never happen. <laughs> I can say that with confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's well, and you know, I've, I still keep up with, I mean, it's hard not to with, you know, New York being a music hub, like just the diversity of just players and like the flexibility some people have to just, because I've, I've always been a, a person who's like, I'll sink into, you know, like, Oh, I'm playing a lot of classical rep. And then I'll be like, nah, I got to play something else. And then I'll, you know, find mm -hmm. a band or do other types of gigs. Um, so to see like, you know, all these musicians who they, they, they find this, this community and then it builds around them and it like encourages almost this diversity of like, no, why don't, why can't you also be a, a, pro a producer and a performer? Or why can't you also right. make beats and shred on an acoustic instrument? Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of, it feels like there's a lot of like diversity in how you can, uh, and not just because, you know, music and the music industry, you kind of have to have, a, a bunch of hats but uh it's cool looking at the new york scene and being like oh i didn't know those two guys knew each other and they're playing together at this place oh and it's streamed i'm gonna check that out like right or for you like oh it's down the block or <laughs> yeah yeah really. um yeah you know it's like there are so many people and musicians here it's just like so so many um that like it's kind part kind of like you need to find your niche just because, you know, I mean, in Michigan, like you said, you can play all kinds of gigs, every a different genre every weekend. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, you know, here there's just so many people, like I said, that it's really helpful to find your niche and like play, okay, this is exactly what I'm going to do. But then, like you're talking about, it seems like once you've found it, then it's like the opposite, like, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to do this too. And it's just kind of like disproving Cause that's what everybody told me when I was moving to New York. They're like, okay, you have to find your niche. You know exactly what you want to do. You can't play all different, six different genres of music like you did in Michigan. Um, <laughs> but now I'm kind of thinking that's not true. You know, <laughs> like you're saying, because if you look at everybody and you know, everybody's playing all these different kinds of projects and different people. Yeah. You know, Variety is the spice of life, as they say. It's like, you got to keep it like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like, I, I, I know, um, my friend, uh, James Knurl, he lives in, I think he used to live in Brooklyn. He might actually, he might still live near there. He's a 
killer metal drummer um went to berkeley and you know he's he kind of figured out early on like you know he was doing you know a lot of people's pandemic pet projects were like oh i'm gonna buy mics i'm gonna you know have a live studio slash live stream setup um -hmm. you know like desmond jones around here they did that they invested some some uh recovery grants and other things um into equipment and uh but he you know he like I, i feel like as early as 2012 had like oh the drum kit mic'd with you know the aesthetic whatever the studio aesthetic was multiple camera angles and he was just making a habit out of like anytime i record like for a client i'm also recording video i can clip that out or i can Mm -hmm. you know save it for something else um and he's you know he's gotten work through that and it's it's cool to see like his specific niche of like you know he's a metal drummer but he also teach he also taught you know like other than just drum lessons you know playing uh with you know a, a gospel church and like you know did doing the cruise thing for a few months and um yeah it's like you'd think a metal dude <laughs> wouldn't mm-hmm. have some of the you know the color or the finesse to do some of those gigs but he um yeah he he likes doing the it and he's you know endorsed by Sunhouse, so he, he has the electronic oh, cool. component stuff nice. too yeah, I don't know if they make. So cool. I've I've been wanting some of their gear, but I don't really know. I I haven't looked too deeply to be like, is there something cool for keyboards or is it all percussion? I have no idea. I've only ever seen the drum clip things, you know, that the MIDI controllers or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know what they are. <laughs> whatever they are. <laughs> yeah, the little. I don't know if the, I guess a trigger, middle MIDI trigger. Yeah, trigger. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. It. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other world of you know I, I i think of bands like uh you know hiatus coyote just put out that tiny desk and mm-hmm. the attention to detail of, like building this the set in like segmented color strips and then like having things that fit it, it looked like an i spy game because you're like huh. you've got like oh it's blue but then you notice oh there's an inflatable shark on the wall <laughs> and it matches the, the lighting and the color but I didn't know well, that because, it yeah, it it's it's a great example of like, you know, how they make. I guess how they make the music on their albums like work live, um, partly because the keyboard player brings like six different keyboards, but <laughs> it's it's a lot <laughs> of sounds. He's he had like you know like three stacked and then like another one or two on his main board and then like a mellotron digital thing off to the side um and an upright piano i think unless that was a midi controller Jeez. but wow. it was it was a lot <laughs> that's some commitment to take that much gear <laughs> <laughs> yeah and some of them he's you know he's like oh this one part all right if different patch doesn't use it for you know five minutes <laughs> right that's it yeah. Bring, it's like bringing your symbol, bringing the China symbol for one hit. Pack it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it reminded me too of like the, the presentation of, of art. It's one thing Earth Radio's trying to get better at is how visually do we look 
um, in a way that complements the music. Uh, but it's also like, you know, I think of that, the, the residency you were doing, um, was that the bar? That was the bar that like you, were you guys like behind a bar counter, like elevated or I kind of look like it, but th I think you're talking about the same place. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like a dimly lit room. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like a dim, it's called the bar next door. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, kind of a dimly lit room. The bar is actually over to the right of the mm. stage. And then all the tables are right around the front. So those are probably tables that you saw. Okay. Um, yeah. Miss that place. I don't think they're doing music anymore. Ah, oh, man. That's, I know. That's the, that's, uh, it, it's always the places, you know, like the, I heard the blue whale close too. And, and I was like, it's like, it's always the places that like you want to stay open, won't stay open. And all these like trash places are still open. God, there's still, there's it's like, God, you're still, you know, you get an email like, God, how are you still here? Yeah, I'll play. Yeah. <laughs> Not happy about it, but. Yeah, it's, it, well, and, and I've, you know, with Earth Radio, it's nice to have, we're at a point where we're like, okay, we need to book places that serve what we do. We need, you know, we can't be expected to run our own sound unless we work into a budget to hire a front of house person. Really? Um, and, you know, having the, having the venues that are like, oh, we're going to have, you know, good sound lighting, even if it's not, you know, the biggest spot, like, you know, finding the people we want to work with, that's, that's kind of helped parse through some of the, like, like the venues that are just, you know, like, we don't really care, like, uh, whatever you want for tickets, uh, we get half, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're like, okay, like <laughs> trying to, you know, invest in the thing and doesn't sound like you're reciprocating, but <laughs> I, I, I like how you guys do that. I, I saw, you know, maybe a month ago or something you played at, I guess, rake in rake beer in Muskegon. Oh yeah. And like you had your own beer with them. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool man i was like fuck that's cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've been uh josh rake um who owns the um yeah the business he you know he's known justin for a long time because you know both being from muskegon and you know they've only been open like i think they might be going into their third year soon and it you know it feels like they really made an effort to endear themselves to like the artistic community having a weekly uh, a weekly music series but also a weekly um uh yoga series that mm. uh justin's brother-in-law um dan bonner um he'll do pre-show yoga for like an hour and then cool. usually the artists that are playing in the concert they can get a little extra money by like improvising tunes to fit the vibe of the session mm. So, yeah, it's like I'm I'm totally up for those kind of spaces where it's like, all right, we made the band, you know, like 600 bucks or, you know, 500 or whatever that was. But we only, had, you know, we played one set. It was people who wanted to be there. You know, it's in a, a chill setting. Right. Um, you know, great drinks, great, you know, food in the surrounding the rest of that building. Um, mm -hmm. and they've just started doing a ghost kitchen too. So they're like, they're starting okay. to expand like what they're able to offer. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's like, you know, I, so many venues in New York are like these fabled, like 
it's like man if you were only here in the the 70s or like you could you could feel the history in the <laughs> oh yeah there, there are lots of those places village vanguard and smalls and no, i guess not smalls but like village vanguard yeah and oh yeah there's so many legendary venues but yeah. um I'm I'm gonna go to go to Rake Beer, you know. I'll be in Michigan in October. Oh, nice! Try to stop up there. It's not that far from Grand Rapids, you know. Yeah, and you know we've we've been doing once a month, and usually we. Yeah, usually we've been we've been lucky to like. I think last year our last show was October, so I think that'll be par for the course this year because it's you know the capacity indoors is you know not that big and then the patio the reserved seats reserved seats i mean it's all mm-hmm. tables but you know the ticket cap is also not crazy high so it's like you know we can right. get 60 people 70 people just chilling in a outdoor space <laughs> um, man i hope that works out that would be perfect i can check you guys out yeah, have you we'll jump in and <laughs> shred a solo? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I'll have all my stuff. Yeah, uh, Joe Vasquez is actually in town right now. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> we're uh, we want to link up with him. I I I don't know if anyone shot him a text today, but we were talking about it yesterday. Of like, if he wants to come hang at Rake Beer and you know shred Are you guys some playing bass this weekend or something. Uh, yeah, we've been doing oh, yeah. um, uh, once a month on Thursdays, and Thursdays mm. is the the series, so mm-hmm. which is perfect because yeah, then we leaves Friday Saturday open for other stuff. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. He'd be down, old Joe. <laughs> That's my dude. We play yeah. Pokemon together. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. Like like uh, the card game or the video <laughs> no, game? No, no. Uh, <laughs> lately, playing some. Uh, Pokemon on the Switch, Pokemon Unite. Oh, it's pretty fun, man. I don't know if you've checked that out, but it's pretty good. I kind of want to check. I've I've seen clips, but I haven't I haven't checked it out. But I've I've had Pokemon on the brain since I think last summer, just because of the you know the Pokemon card boom and mm-hmm. everything going crazy with that. And then I I have this idea that I think I can execute but it would take a long time to get from start to finish. Um, but I want to pick, you know, you think of like each generation of Pokemon, there's like the first two that come out and then there's the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the deluxe version, like, Oh, yellow and crystal and emerald. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a way with uh, this clone console. I have the Retron five that you can, you can create you know save states like you would in on a game boy but you save them to a an sd card mm-hmm. and that gives you the potential to like import it into an emulator so my thought was f- figuring out like okay how, how can i stream every version of pokemon like i have a switch i have this retron 5 that outputs to hdmi and i can play you know different cartridges um DS is, you know, they have they have like hundred fifty dollar mod kits, but you have to do them yourself. And I'm like, I don't know if I, really? I don't know if I want to mod a, like maybe if I get like a twenty dollar DS, I could mod it. But yeah, really, that's wow. yeah, it's a DS. lot of effort. Um, 
but the idea would be you know go back to pokemon yellow start with like the og like the nostalgia like oh i got pikachu you know blastoise charizard mm-hmm. you know all the all the dudes from the show and then as i play through each game you know streaming it in the process uh i import the team from yellow into the next generation and then you know beat the game with whatever new set of pokemon and then have them also challenge the elite four and then just keep Whoa. trading it up and up and up because once you get to once you get to like 3ds you get to the pokemon home mm-hmm. uh program which mm-hmm. yeah it's like okay now i can you know store it in the cloud and import it into any 3ds or switch uh pokemon game and it, i've oh. i've seen it i've seen at least like people who have modded 3DSs because you can buy the games digitally and then those, you know, are way easier to import and export. Um, but I think with my goal, I have to figure out how to get stuff into emulators and then reverse that back. Like, somehow getting, you know, um, em- you know, an emulated version, a save file back into an original hardware game. Right. <laughs> so... It's a journey, but that'd be a journey, man. But it sounds pretty cool. Pretty cool project. Yeah, something. I I realized you know last year I was like I don't really have a lot of like like I have interests and things I want to make into hobbies that I just don't put time into. So that was part of last year was remembering what hobbies are that aren't you know necessarily like you know i'm gonna do this so that i can make this and then start this and then do you know make money off it in five years maybe (laughs) right (laughs) so yeah i'm sure your cat keeps you plenty busy at home (laughs) she does she does he requires a lot of attention (laughs) he likes to be left alone a lot of time yeah it's better than i have three dogs that and at my parents house but um i can't have pets here but uh they're all they're all uh dachshund mixes so they're you know just running and jumping all over furniture and (laughs) bringing toys and just looking at you and barking like why haven't you thrown it yet (laughs) (laughs) do it again (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i'm glad that you know you've been able to at least have something to focus on and, and stay afloat over the the quarantine and all the craziness <laughs> it's been great you know to have something yeah to, to look forward to and to work on and, and uh, yeah I mean we're playing like original tunes all of our original tunes um, and it's just been great to have yeah to have something to work toward to learn through it too you know a lot about recording and then all the post recording stuff you know like <laughs> publicity promotion playlisting all that stuff so it's been really cool and i'm really happy that that it's that, that it's happening looking forward to releasing this thing too yeah definitely um what should people like who want to find you performing or where should they find you online like all those good things <laughs> Yeah, all that. Um, yeah, I post on Instagram pretty regularly. J. A. Clark, or you can have a website, Um 
yeah, my new project is Pieces Band. We're on Spotify and Apple Music, all those type of um, places to listen to music. And uh, the album's coming out September 17th. One day. Awesome. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. And uh, well, I mean, I get to review it, so I'll hear it shortly. Yeah, but <laughs> I've at least heard stuff from, you know snippets from the clips and i'm like oh i know when i i'll have time to work on this so <laughs> Ooh, yeah looking forward to, to what you think about it awesome all right Joshua, yeah thanks so much man it's uh, great to talk to you yeah no problem anytime <laughs> all right man take care all right see ya <laughs> thanks again to olin clark for sitting down and chatting so much fun so great to catch up with uh, Michigan musicians that have taken the things they've learned and moved out into the world and, you know, showed a lot of people uh, around the East Coast scene what Michigan's got. You know, we got some great players going out there, going out to the West Coast, going to Chicago, uh, and great players still in the state of Michigan. You know, you don't have to look too hard to find some really great players and really great people. So, glad y'all could hear our chat and go check out his album with his band pieces on september 17th and we'll catch you in next week's episode of myth backstage take care